Singing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The Song of Moses and the Song of the Lamb. And we've talked about the Song of Songs. That is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And that is the alluding to the Song of the Lamb. There's also the Song of Moses. In Revelation 15, we see those that have experienced what God has paid for can sing the song. Only those can sing the song if they're the, of the Lamb is those that have been redeemed. And in Revelation 15, he said, I saw another sign in heaven. Great and marvelous seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. Now, we're not appointed to the wrath of God. We're not appointed to the threshing instrument and the cartwheel of Isaiah 28. The work that God does, his work is strange work, bringing to pass his strange act is that we are appointed to the rod and the staff. Bread corn is bruised because he will not ever be threshing it with his threshing instrument or turning the wheel of a cart upon it. We're not appointed under wrath, but there is the chasing rod of God and staff so that we as the body of Christ will not be condemned with the world. And in verse 2 of chapter 15 of the book of the Revelation, And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name, and stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. In other words, in harmony with heaven. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Now, what is that? Saying, great and marvelous are thy works, O God, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thy King of saints. You shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, Behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Now we know that in the last days in the judgment of God that the saints of God will have the honor of rendering the vengeance of God upon the heathen. That's in the day of the Lord. Judgment will be given to the saints of the God in that time, as their change in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. But before then, there is a Shura Kahadash. It is the Song of Moses. It's a feminine song. It's a progressive song. It started in Exodus 15. When they came across the Red Sea, the Reed Sea, Miriam led them in that song and in the dance with a timbrel. And that Song of Moses began the wilderness journey as a bookend that began it. Then all through the wilderness, 
It was only 11 days' journey from Mount Sinai to the Promised Land, passing over Jordan. But because of disobedience, it cost them 40 years. They winded up at Kadesh Barnea, Kadesh Sanctuary Barnea of a disobedient son. That is the Song of Moses given there before the crossing of Jordan as he spoke over the 12 tribes of Israel. And he said, this song will be a witness against you in that day for you are a stiff-necked people. And you hadn't obeyed God when Moses said, I was with you. How much more shall you not obey the Lord when I'm no longer with you? To sing the song of Moses is a prerequisite to sing the song of the Lamb. Now, we're going to have on the Mount of Transfiguration, we're going to have Peter, James, and John of the 12 disciples. Only three will see this, a remnant. The remnant of our seed that keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. And there Jesus will be transfigured before the three disciples. And they will see not only Jesus, but Moses and Elijah. Why Moses? Well, we're going to see in the song of Moses. Remember my servant Moses in Malachi 4. And behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Then there's a work, the work of the ministry. The body of Christ in the spirit of Elijah and that John, the beloved disciple, as one man, will forerun Jesus' second coming, just as John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming. The first coming of Jesus, he came as a suffering Messiah. As the Homosheikh bin Yosef, that suffering Messiah. But this time, when he comes, he's coming as uh, the Homosheikh bin David, the Messiah that will live forever and exalt Israel as the nation that will be predominant in the earth and all nations will be blessed in Israel according to the promise of Genesis 12. The Song of Moses is what we're focusing on now. What is the Song of Moses? We need to understand that there's an oath to the tribes. Jacob spake his in Genesis 49 over the 12 tribes. What will, what will befall thy people in the last days? These days. And Moses... He spake over the people the song of Moses and the oath to the tribes, what shall befall the people of God in the latter days. And we see in Habakkuk, in the third chapter, the prayer of Habakkuk. And the Lord revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah, rest. His glory covered the heathen, his glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. Now, verse 4. His brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand, 
and there was a hiding of his power. Before him went the pestilence, burning coals went forth at his feet. Now we're going to see the work of God in and through the body of Christ in the cherubim of glory will be as it were a man with burning coals of fire and lamps. In other words, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. This will be a great work. It'll be a work according to the oath of the tribes. The Song of Moses will give us those oaths of the tribes according to Moses in, we find in Deuteronomy 32 and 33. <clears throat> and it is a progressive work. It starts when you come out of Egypt, out of the world. It begins as soon as you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the Holy Ghost and start your wilderness journey. <clears throat> and they sang this song of Moses. Then all the wilderness, as pilgrims and strangers in this world, it's not our home. We're looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. Then we finally come through the end of the other bookend of the Song of Moses, which as at Kadesh Barnea, getting ready, preparing to go over Jordan. This is the Song of Moses in a feminine song, which is progressive. It's progressive glory. And it's progressive faith to faith from glory to glory. And we find there in Habakkuk 3, that uh, verse 9, the bow of God, thy bow was made quite naked according to the oaths of the tribes, uh, even thy word. Now that lightning that goeth forth shineth from the east even to the west is the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. The glory revealed in and through the body of Christ will increase until the final consummation when the Lord Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of their archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. <clears throat> we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Before that time, there's a great work. It's a work of the ministry. It's for the ones that have come unto the measure of the stature of Jesus in obedience unto righteousness. We find that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry. What is that work? It is according to the oaths of the tribes. Even thy word, God's word that he has spoken. We know that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. There are four faces. In Matthew, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. In Mark, he's the perfect man. In Luke, he's the suffering servant, the ox. And in John, he's that eagle. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. In Genesis 3.24, 
set cherubim at the east end of the garden of God with a flaming sword to keep the way of tree of life. Not to keep man out, but to keep the way of the tree of life and a flaming sword turning every which way. Those cherubim, Lyman, Ox, and Eagle, capital C, is the Lord Jesus himself. That's the face of Jesus. There are four faces, which those four faces are revealed in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But now, he said, but we have this treasure. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. The body of Christ has this treasure in earthen vessels. That means not in the rapture, not in the sweet by and by, in earthen vessels, in the body of Christ, still in flesh. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and uh, will show forth the work of the Lord Jesus in these last days to those that have an ear to hear that purge themselves from dead works, counting themselves uh, worthy of eternal life and of the kingdom of God for which they also suffer. It is now that God is preparing this body, the church, for this great work, this great thing that he will do according to the oath of the tribes. In that Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus is transfigured. But long they see that Jesus' face shone as it were the sun in brightness. That's the light of the glorious gospel. The light, the light of God, which is the life. The life is the light. And all life is in Jesus Christ. But we see Moses and Elijah there too. On the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus. And why would that be? It's all in Jesus Christ. Because when the disciples come up, they see Jesus only. They don't see Jesus Moses and Elijah, they see Jesus only. And that teaches us it was not Moses doing the judgment miracles upon Egypt to let God's people go. It was Christ uh, through Moses. It was not Elijah doing the kingdom miracles. It was Christ in Elijah. Therefore, it's Jesus only. So we're going to see three the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, in those four faces, will be revealed in and through the body of Christ in the last great work of God before the second advent. And it'll be according to the oath of the tribes. Jacob will say it and prophesy over the tribes what will fall the people in the last days, the latter days, these days. Genesis 49. Moses will do it in the Song of Moses, a feminine song, going from glory to glory, from faith to faith, in Deuteronomy 32 and 33. As we take a look at and focusing on the Song of Moses. Now, we'll get Jacob later on and the oath to the tribes and why they're changed, the order of the tribes in Revelation 7 a total different order. Now, according to the oath to the tribes in Deuteronomy 32 and 33, 
we need to take a look at this is sealed up among God's treasures to be revealed in the last days. He says, there in Deuteronomy 32, verse 34, is not this laid up in store with me and sealed up among my treasures? That's God's work. But it'll be manifest in and through the body of Christ. When we see that this will happen in the latter days in the Song of Moses, he states that that in Deuteronomy 31 and verse 19, telling Moses, Now therefore write you this song for you and teach it to the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. That's a testimony. That's a witness. And he talks about the last day work of God and Deuteronomy 31, verse 26. Take this book of the law that was given to Moses, this song and in the law, and put it in this side of, of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God. In the side? Yes. You're going to have the tables of stone, the Decalogue. You're going to have Aaron's rod that budded and brought forth almonds. Speaking of the priesthood of Aaron. You're going to have the manna as coriander seed. That will be in there, that bread from heaven of angels' bread, angels' food. That will be the pot of manna. But in the side of that ark also, in the testimony, will be this law. And it will be read and understood in tabernacles, not in Pentecost, not in the first season of Passover, not in the second season of Pentecost, but in the third season of tabernacles. And only then in the seventh month, Will God give the understanding of the book in the fullness and all truth and all things? And it says that the book of the law put in the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against them. Then he says in verse 29, I know that after my death you will utterly corrupt yourself, Moses said. And turn aside from the ways that I have commanded you. And evil will befall you in the latter days. That evil is raw, which is tribulation or trouble. Because you will do evil inside the Lord your God to provoke him to anger through the work of your hands. Now we go into this song. Give you ear, O heavens. And I will speak and hear, my, hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. And Moses goes on. And he says, the Lord, my doctrines shall drop as the rain. Now there's a former and there's a latter rain. That doctrine of Christ. There's no other doctrine than the doctrine of Christ. For the Lord Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. My speech shall distill as the dew as a small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. 
Now, this is the latter growth after the king's moorings. And that, in Amos 7, is the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. He said, because I will publish the name of the Lord. All of the work of God is to publish his name, to lift up his name, Jesus. Ascribe you greatness unto our God. He is the rock. This work of God is perfect. All his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. Well, when thy judgments are made manifest in the earth, just and true and righteous are thee, O God, for thou judgments are made manifest in the earth. Men will learn righteousness. The true Jesus, the true name of God, the true revelation of his name, which is the last book in the word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are perverse and crooked generation. But we say that in the last days, and people say, no, we have the true Jesus, second person of the Godhead. No, he's not. And because we've missed the mark, and we've believed this ecumenical synods, and these ecumenical councils, and these synods there of Constantine in 325 A.D., and the Council of Chalcedon, with a Chalcedonian definition of Christology in 451, which calls it a God-man in uh, Jesus, that he, according to his uh, Godhead, that the Son of God was uh, born or begotten of the Father there before the foundation of the world, according to his Godhead. It's ridiculous. We've missed the mark. So God will do this work. It's according to the oath of the tribes because we do not have the true revelation of Jesus Christ throughout the Protestant world. The so-called believing church of the living God. So the Lord will correct us so that we will not be condemned with the world. And those that have an ear to hear will live. Those that do not will die. And somebody said, well, that's awful, uh, very uh, profound. That's awful radical. Yes, it is. Very radical. But God requires that we literally live in him, for him, and by him, and doing his will. Or he said, you will not be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. These are born-again Christians. And this will they do because, he said, because you have not done the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You didn't do the will of God. They will say, Lord, we have done many wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. We cast out devils in your name. And how can you say that we haven't done your will? Jesus said, Depart from me, apart from me, I never knew you. Never knew you. He didn't say they didn't do the works. But you that work iniquity, lawlessness, you were not led of the Spirit of God. You didn't come into all truth, you didn't come into that all things of faith. The Holy Ghost is to lead us and guide us into all truth, into all things to reveal unto the servants of God 
what? The things that must come to pass in the last days. And those things are the things of faith, which is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. It's perfecting of the body of Christ. Because the Lord's coming back for a church without spot and without blemish, perfect in all our ways. So in this song, he talks about, we have turned away from the rock. Jeshuan, wax fat and kicked. Thou art waxen fat, thou art grown thick, thou art covered with fatness. And then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock, capital R-O-C-K, of his salvation. Now, all the Song of Moses is going to say and focus on is that you have the wrong rock. You think you have the rock as your covering, as your fortress, that you have that refuge in that rock. And that rock is a little R-O-C-K. We call it Christ. That rock is Christ. But it's a false revelation of Christ. It's something in lieu of the real Christ. And somebody said, well, God is love. He won't do that. Yes, God is love and he is holy. He cannot deny himself. Therefore, he must do this work because he is God and he cannot lie. And for us to abide in the truth and God is who is holy, we must be holy also or we cannot abide in him. Therefore, because this rock, he goes on and says that they provoked God to jealousy with strange gods. They, a plurality, a trinity, or a two-ness, or a oneness saying the man's not God. Taking a God-man, Christological, and their Christology, that the Son of God somehow is the second person of the Godhead. Not that the Son of God is the Father revealed. It's a false Christ. So they provoke God to jealousy with the strange doctrine of these gods, with abominable abominations. They provoked him to anger. And we're going to see the fruit of that. And especially here in the last days, as it crescendos and becomes accelerating in the judgments of God. Not to condemn us and not to destroy us, but to get the body of Christ, the people of God, to turn back to the true God and eternal life. They sacrifice unto devils and not to God. Oh, wait a minute. That's a strong statement. But this is the Song of Moses. And the ones that sing the Song of Moses must have lived it in truth or they can't sing it. In other words, you can't sing a song that you haven't lived. You can't sing the song of the redeemed unless you're redeemed. That's the song of the Lamb. But the song of Moses starts your wilderness walk in this world until you receive the promised possession there going over Jordan. All the wilderness journey is to try us to see if we love the Lord with all our heart, soul, and our might. And because God said, you thought you were sacrificing to me, you sacrificed, but you missed the mark. 
If you open up, if you offer up strange fire as Nadab and Abihu, then God has no choice but to kill because of his holiness. Not that he wants to, not that he has pleasure in it, but he cannot deny himself. He's holy. His love still remains. But yet, in his holiness, those that approach him must be according to his plan in obedience unto righteousness unto holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. God said you sacrifice the devils and not to God, not to the true God. You miss the rock. He's focusing on the rock, the capital R-O-C-K. And that is that rock, which is the foundation of the church in Matthew 17. I'm sorry, Matthew 16, Matthew 17 upon the Mount of Transfiguration. In Matthew 16, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I the Son of Man am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist. That's your Isaiah, Jeremiah, you're one of the other prophets. Jesus said, but who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, that revelation of Christ. Notice the Christ, the Spirit of God, Christ is that spirit. We see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. First and foremost, Christ is that spirit. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. That the Old Testament prophets searched diligently to the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. That's a capital S, spirit of Christ. Christ, first and foremost, is that spirit. God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Christ is that spirit. But the spirit will, even though the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost is invisible, but God's going to make himself uh, revealed, seen, manifest. He will not do it, taking on him the nature of angels. God will be manifest or was manifest in the flesh. Jesus He is the Christ. He is that spirit seen. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. Jesus said, I and my father are one. We're one of the self-same spirit, John 10, 30. He said he is the father, John 8, 24. And in John 14, he said, you've seen me, you've seen the father. And how sayest thou then, show us the father. He that has seen me has seen the father. Believe me that I'm in my father, my father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake, all the works that he did. He said, I can do nothing of myself, but the father that dwelleth in me, housing permanently in me, manifesting in me. He's the one doing the works. He's the one healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loosing the dumb tongue, the lame walking the captive, going free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me, not in us, in me. The true God and eternal life. That is the true rock, the true Christ. Because in Matthew 16, when Peter said, Thou art the Christ, you're that spirit. You are the spirit of God. You are the father of glory, the word, the Holy Ghost. You're El Shaddai. 
You're Elohim. You're Jehovah. You're the Tetragrammaton. You're the all the characteristics and attributes of God in, in his majesty from A to Z, the Allah through the top, the Alpha and Omega, all the way. You are God in every aspect. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the manifest, you're the manifest Christ, the Son of the living God, because the Son is God manifest. He said, Simon Bar Jonah, call him by his earthly name. Flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. This has to be revealed by God himself. Anyone that asks will be given. Seek will find. Knock it will be opened to you. When you search for God with all your heart, you will find him, that he is God and there is none other. Because we have you out, Strange doctrine, a trinity, which there is no such thing. But we follow these cunning devised fables that was given to us through ecumenical councils back in 325 A.D., 451 A.D. in the Council of Chalcedon, and we believed it. That's just the truth. But when we seek God here in the last days, he said, I've got to get a work and get your attention. I have to do this. Otherwise, no flesh is going to be saved because he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Malachi ends. There he says, you've got the wrong rock. The rock, thou, he said, thou art Peter up on this rock. I will build my church. That's the foundation. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That was given to Peter. That revelation of the rock, the Christ, the true Christ. So what does the devil do? He attacks that revelation of Christ, which is the foundation of the church, and gives another anti or something in lieu of that Christ, a second person of the Godhead. He's not the father. He's the son. He's not the first person, the only person of the Godhead. He's the second person of the Godhead and tells this lie and it's promulgated for years and to where all nations of the world are deceived so God said, I will not let you perish, those that are really seeking me, or I'll do a work. I'll shake the earth and heaven. I will not only shake the earth, but I'll shake heaven also, that all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. Things are the things of faith. Every man-made thing of doctrine will be removed. Then we'll see clearly. For all that's left in the land will know him from the least to the greatest. But it's only through God and his judgment that he will reveal the true Jesus. And it will be no shadow of a doubt in who he is. So it is God telling us in the Song of Moses exactly why he's going to do this work in the last days. This strange work bringing to pass this active strange act. This judgment that is going to literally shake not only the earth, but also heaven. 
And he says, he said, of the rock that begot you, you are unmindful and has forgotten that God that formed you. It's God that formed us and not we ourselves, but it's only one, the Holy One of Israel. But we've hewed out of Trinity. And because of that, God says these judgments are going to be upon us. He says, you have sacrificed the devils and not God. To gods whom all the fathers knew not. To new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. All of them served the one God. Moses. There served the one God. The first commandment in the word of God, the dominant commandment, the first commandment, when the scribe asked Jesus in Mark 12, 29, what is the first commandment of all? What's the dominant commandment? Jesus quoted the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That is the rock. And you shall love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. The second is like it, like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. From all of these, for these two hang all the law and the prophets. It's very clear. Then Jesus, who is that God, revealed in the days of his flesh, revealed that true God and eternal life and gave us the way, the truth, and the life. Grace and truth came by him. And still, we won't hearken to it. We say faith alone will save you. But faith without works is dead. And we will be judged by our works. And we are told that just ask Jesus to come into your heart and you're saved. But that's not the word of God. Peter, who had the keys to the kingdom, the revelation of the rock, the foundation of the church, which is Christ, the son of the living God, when they were, when he preached on the day of Pentecost, and they said, men and brethren, what must we do? Peter, standing up along with the other 11, said, repent and be baptized. Not just repentance, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Not name, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. The name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. That's how your sins are remitted. Born of the water. You'll find that in Romans 2, 28 and 29, Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, 10 through 12. You can find it everywhere in the book of Acts. They were never baptized by the Son, Holy Ghost. Not the spirit of Padre, spirit of Philia, and the spirit of Descente. No, never. Never was, never has been. You can see it in Acts 2, 38, Acts 4, 12, is one name under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts 8, 16, the name of Jesus. Acts 10, baptize the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 19, baptize the name of the Lord Jesus. No one ever was baptized in the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost, because Father's not a name. Son's not a name. Holy Ghost. The name is Jesus, the one God, one spirit. We've left that. So in the Song of Moses, it's saying because that we have hewed out another rock, that is not the true rock. 
capital R-O-C-K, that God alone, that Christ, who is God. Then he said, that's because of this judgment of God upon you. And he says, and when the Lord saw it, that we had formed another God, this Trinity, he said, uh, he abhorred them, an abomination, because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. We provoke God. If we don't serve the true God and give him the glory, do it in his name, Jehovah's salvation, Jesus, that he's the only true God in eternal life, God our Savior, the Lord our Redeemer, that the Lord and that servant are one, not two. Isaiah 43, 10, thus saith the Lord, that's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the invisible spirit, and my servant whom I have chosen. Got chose. That servant, somebody said, well, that sounds like there's two. Well, that's not what God said. That you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself, a manifestation body, manifest in the flesh. And there's not another. God said, there's no other God beside me. I know not any. There's no God junior anywhere. And because of that, the song of Moses will, for those that have an ear to hear, and will repent and follow the Lord their God unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man, will be able to sing that song and the song of the Lamb, which is the song of the redeemed. The ones that do not will be cut off by it. God said, I will hide my face. I will see what their last end will be. For they are a very forward or perverse generation. Children in whom is no faith. Why? Because faith is dealt by God alone. God has dealt to everyone the measure of faith. Whatever your calling is. Now, there's a general faith in the word of God. But then he has dealt to every man the measure of faith to abide in the calling wherein you're called. And whatever he's called you to do, he's given you the measure of faith to do it. So anyone that does not do their particular will of God that God has called them for in them alone, you as an individual will not make the kingdom of heaven. That's the reason he said, not all the saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. And these are true children of God. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy, Holy Ghost. Well, why? God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But he said, because you did not do the will of God. Depart from me, I never knew you. You that work iniquity. Because you, do not, you did not do the will of God. We don't do the will of God. So we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. For God, it is God that worketh in us both to will and to do. His will, whatever that case is. And everyone is different. Whatever God's called you for, he's enabled you by that faith that he's dealt to you. 
But here he said there's children of no faith. Why? Because when we follow a false god, it looks like God. It's a cunningly devised fable. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Instead of God, who is the Father, the Son of God, who's the Father revealed. Well, that's a total, altogether different God. Oh, it's a cunningly devised fable. It is a seducing spirit. It sounds right. But there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but then there are the ways of death. But God has the final say. And in the Song of Moses, he's going to say it. He said, they have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. It's a vanity and vexation of spirit. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in mine anger and shall burn into the lowest hell and shall consume the earth. Oh, earth, earth, earth. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Consumption decreed upon all the earth. That's God's work, his strange work, bringing to pass his act, his strange act. Why? To separate the righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane, for those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. He will give us every opportunity to seek him with all our heart, and we will find him. But if we hold on, through to the tradition of the elders, which has made the word of God in that effect, then we'll have that last end, which is the wrath of God. We have to give a more earnest heed to these things, lest any of them slip. We should seem to come short of entering into his rest. John, that's Hebrews 4. And I'll set on fire the foundations of the mountains, the kingdoms. I will heap mischiefs upon them. I will send mine arrows upon them. They shall be burnt with hunger, with bitter destruction. I will also send the teeth of beasts upon them and with the poison of serpents of the dust. We break this wall. And when we do, we breach it. Immediately a serpent will bite us. Why? Because we breached the truth. We've broken down a wall. The sword without and terror within. That's the last day, famine, pestilence, sword, noisome beast, God's four sword judgments. We're seeing a beginning of it now. Ebola, HIV, AIDS. Now we've got COVID-19 variants from it. Delta variant, Lambda. We've got various uh, diseases coming out upon the earth. And there will be more and more, and it will increase not to destroy us, but to get us to turn to God, the true God and eternal life. I said, God said, I would scatter them into the corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, the devil, our adversary, lest their adversary should behave themselves strangely, and lest they should say, our hand is high, and the Lord hath not done all this. God said it in Daniel 12, after he's accomplished, to scatter the power of the holy people. Somebody said, that's Israel. No, it's not. 
in the book of Acts, the eighth chapter, and we read on the ninth, etc., that there abode at Jerusalem only the apostles. For the saints of God, the church of the living God, was scattered abroad and went into all the world preaching the kingdom of God. And it said, these that have coming to our city have turned the world upside down. And he did it in the former reign that way. He's going to do it again in the latter reign. After he's accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, the church of the living God, for a time, times, and abiding of a time, then all these things should be finished. For they are a nation, void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Not only the nation of Israel, the church of the living God, because of the rock. Israel has not accepted her rock, the Messiah, who has come and died, rose again for their salvation. And the church, the so-called church of the living God, has hewed them out, cisterns that can hold no water, and a false rock. Therefore, he said, oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end, exclamation mark. God would that we understood this. Then he says, how should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? Now we have heard some evangelists use this thinking that the devil's on the run. No, the church that thinks she's right following and sacrificing to what they think is God, to what they think is a true rock, which is Christ, but it's an antichrist. It's something in lieu of Christ because they've hewed out a trinity when there is only but one. Somebody said, well, why would God do that? Because we have to serve God in truth. Except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up. We're getting chased there because we are not serving the true Christ, the rock of our salvation. It's all about the rock. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Upon this doctrine of Christ, we don't have the doctrine of Christ. And because of it, these judgments are there. And God has to, because he's holy. He cannot deny himself. What is this Christ? Well, we know in 2 John 9, whosoever does not abide in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Abide in it? What is this doctrine of Christ? Well, we know it's necessary to be born again. The revelation is, this, is essential. 1 John 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, the Spirit of God, that is the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, but was also manifest in the flesh, Son of God, Son of Man. It's all Christ. As you see in 1 John 1, verse uh, 9 and uh, 10 and 11, when you see that, that the Old Testament prophets 
Search diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ. That's a capital S. God is the Spirit. Christ is that Spirit. When it signified, when it testified beforehand, that Spirit of Christ was in Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, 14 minor prophets, all the way to Malachi. They prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That wasn't them, it was the Spirit of Christ speaking through them. Then it said when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. So Christ, that Spirit, somehow or other, is going to suffer. Hell, that's Christ. Well, God, who is the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, he can't suffer. He can't die. He can't be tempted. He has no blood. He's a spirit. Spirit can't die. A self-existent, eternal spirit of God cannot die, cannot suffer, and cannot, cannot pay the price because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin, therefore by one man. God, my servant, make me righteous. Romans 5. God's got to have a man. Well, that's Christ. That is the Son of God. God manifests in the flesh. He's going to do it himself. We find that in Isaiah 59, 16, Isaiah 63, 5. God looked for a man. He had to have a man. It's amazing he could find none. Therefore, his own arm, God's own body of flesh and blood, brought salvation to himself. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. Paul told us the same truth. Philippians 2, 6 through 9. Let this man be in you who was all who was who, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit. God is a spirit. Jesus is that spirit. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Not made equals, always been. God always will be God. But made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men being found in fashion as a man, God fashioned as a man, humble himself to the death, the death of the cross. That is Emmanuel, God with us. Well, who is that? Isaiah 43, 10. God said, that's me. Thus saith the Lord and my servant whom I've chosen that you may know and believe me and understand not denominations, not bishops, apostles, prophets of whoever, but believe me, God said, that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. Only one and one only. Never be another. Only him. The Yaquid, the self-existent, eternal God, manifest in flesh as a solitary, unique, only one. Not two, not three, not a oneness, but God himself. Now that is the true Christ. And it states there, whoso believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. First John 5, 1. We have to see 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is that spirit and every office of that spirit. Father, Word, Holy Ghost, Son of God, Son of Man. Jehovah, Lord. All the different Jehovah titles. Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Chandaskia. Tendishkinu, Jehovah Maskadim, Jehovah Shalom, uh, Jehovah Rofika, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Jireh, 
all the Jehovah titles is Jesus. The self-existent eternal God manifests to himself in a body of flesh and blood. The Son of God has two components. Number one, he's the Spirit of God without measure. He's all God is. Number two, manifest in a body of flesh and blood. Now you've got the Son of God. Well, that's a mystery. It's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. That's Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. Let no man deceive you by any means. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2, 9. In him is head all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily, one body. But we think there's two. We think there's three. We think he's the second person of the Godhead. Or the oneness thinks he's on the right hand of God, but the Spirit of God's in him. Well, God's going to do this work. It's a strange work, and it's a work of judgment. It's the Song of Moses, and he's going to do it to bring us to this uh, latter end that hopefully we will hear and come back to the revelation of the real Lord, God Almighty, who is one, the Holy One of Israel. And when he does that, he'll do it by judgment. It says, there, there a rock, R-O-C-K, small case, there little small case, R-O-C-K, is not our rock, capital R-O-C-K. That rock, that second person of the Godhead, is not our rock, the eternal God. Even our enemies themselves being judges. For their vine is a vine of Sodom and their fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of gall. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is a poison of dragons. Woohoo! Poison of dragons. That's the dragon. The old serpent, the dragon, the scorpion. That old serpent himself. The dragon goes after the woman that burst the man-child Christ in them. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. And the dragon was wroth with the woman to make war with the remnant of her seed. Who? Not Jesus Christ born 2,000 years ago, but the church that brings forth Jesus now. They keep the commandments of God. Her seed, the devil comes against her seed. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19.10. You can't understand the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in your Bible, without the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19.10. Not being a hearer of the word, but hear and keep the sayings of the words of the book of this prophecy. And that is the reason why that judgment is toward the earth because we provoke God to jealousy. This is sealed up. This is God's treasures because in Deuteronomy 32, verse 34, God says, is not this laid up in store with me and sealed up among my treasures? Well, what's sealed up? In Christ or hid. All treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's in Christ, the rock. If we do not return to the Lord God Almighty in truth, 
and these judgments will become more increasing and will literally become uh, more and more as we see in the last days of where it will crescendo, accelerate, simply to get our attention to turn to the living God. He's the one doing it. In Deuteronomy 32, he says, I'm the one that kill, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal, I, the Lord, do all these things. Shall there be evil in the city? And I, the Lord, God, have not done it. But we think it's the devil. It's God. God said, I call it to, I cause it to rain on one city and not on another. And still, you would not repent. God has his way in the wind and in the whirlwind. He said, to me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, the false one. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. For the Lord shall judge his people. Judgment first begins at the house of God, and the righteous scarcely be saved. That means with difficulty. And then he will repent himself for his servants. Thank God. But for the elect's sake, his servants, the servants of God, not Israel, the ones that are serving God, called by his name. When he seeth that their power is gone, not Holy Ghost power, their power, and there's none shut up or left. And he shall say, where are your gods now? Where's this false rock you trusted in? Where is this second person of the Godhead that you so trusted in that you didn't seek me for the truth with all your heart? He said, their rock in whom they trusted, this Christ that you thought was was the second person of the Godhead, which did eat the fat of their sacrifices. It drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up and help you and let them be your protection. Let them now, what you believe to be God, let them protect you now. See now, what are we going to see with all this judgment? With all these judgments of God, famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast. Why? Not to destroy us. He's going to tell us why. See now. I want you to see something. I want you to see the revelation. I want you to open your eye, the eye of your spirit. If thine eye be the light, the whole body's full of light. If it's single, one. If thine eye be single, one, one, one God, one Jesus, the whole body's full of light. But if thine eye be darkness, the whole body's full of darkness. See now, what are we seeing? That I, even I am he. And there is no God with me. There's no other second, third person of the Godhead. He's telling you that. See now that I am he. There's no God with me. Then he's telling you who's doing this. I kill. I make alive. I wound. I heal, God said. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. God says, for I lift up my hand to heaven. Not hands, hand. 
and say, I live forever. I, singular personal pronoun, I live forever. Bless his holy name, Jesus. If I wet my glittering sword and my hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and will reward them that hate me. I will make mine arrows drunk with blood. My sword shall devour flesh and that with the blood of the slain and of the captives from the beginning of the revenges upon the enemy. Rejoice, O you nations, with his people. For he will avenge the blood of his servants, not Israel, servants. Now Israel, blindness in parts happened to the nation Israel, that the Gentiles, the wild olive branches can be grafted into the vine. But we stand by faith. They, the nation Israel, can still be saved because they are the natural olive branches that can certainly be grafted in again. But God has concluded us all in unbelief that he, that he would have mercy upon all. And this, he says, I'm going to render vengeance to my adversaries. I'll be merciful to his land and to his people the land of Israel and the people of God, that is the church of the living God. Moses came and spake all the words of this song in the ears of the people. He and Hoshea, the son of Nun, that is, uh, Joshua, and Moses made an end of speaking all these words to Israel. And he said to them, Set your hearts to all the words that I testify against you among you, testify among you this day, which you shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. Now, the law of Moses was then taken to a spiritual law of life in Christ Jesus by the Lord Jesus, taking the ordinances of the cross, the ordinances of the law, and nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition, thereby making peace. Now, the law of Moses is not done away with. It's fulfilled and has now been taken to a higher degree to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of Christ, the perfect law of liberty. This is not a vain thing for you. It is your life. And through this thing, it shall prolong your days in the land when you go over Jordan to possess it. The Lord spake unto Moses, that self-same day. And he said, get thee up to the mountain of Aram and to Mount Nebo, which in the land of Moab, which is over against Jericho, and behold, the land of Canaan, Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel for possession, and die in the mountain whither thou goest up, Moses, and be gathered to the people. And Aaron thy brother, as Aaron thy brother died in Mount Hor and was gathered unto his people because you trespassed against me against the children of Israel in the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zen, because you sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Israel. He's supposed to speak to the rock the second time. Instead, he smote it the second time. Yet thou shalt see the land before thee, but thou shalt not go over there the land which I give to the children of Israel. And this is the blessing. Now, the Song of Moses goes into a blessing according to the oath to the tribes, which you see in Deuteronomy 33. 
And there's some very profound things that we'll go into in the next podcast. They're on the oath of the tribes, not only Moses, but Jacob as well in Genesis 49. We'll see here what will befall thy people in the last days. And he speaks of the work of the ministry here. These hidden treasures revealed to us through the Spirit of God. Because I have not seen nor ears heard, neither hath entered to the heart of men the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But it is revealed by the Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, that's the things of faith, yea, the deep things of God. We've got to get out in the deep water. We will come into the next podcast in the oath to the tribes, what it will be, why that he said, not Urim and Tumim, which is lights and perfections and fire and perfections, but he goes Tumim and Tumim and Urim and reverses it only one time in the word of God. We'll see the change of the order of the tribe in uh, Revelation 7 as well as in Genesis 49, Deuteronomy 33. All of this lifts up the name of Jesus. And we wonder why there's judgments. I've heard many, and even the leaders of the land here in the United States of America, it's saying, I don't know why God is doing this. Why? When we see all of this and we see the nation at a brink, of socialism. We're seeing so many uh, debacles and we're seeing so many uh, mishaps and judgment calls that have literally fallen and brought dishonor to the nation. Why? Why all this? Well, God said exactly why. He said, these are my judgments. Then there's going to be more. And it's not only America. It's all throughout the world. We see the Iranian proxy. We see Israel. We see their Abrahamic accord, yes. But we know what's going to happen in the, uh, the Ezekiel 38-39 wars. We know that, that that is determined will be done. But evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. But why? Why? It's because the Lord... Above all things, we have to give him the lift up and know his name and give honor and glory unto him. The only pure heart that there is toward God. And he that winneth souls is wise. That's wonderful. But the purest heart before God is to give him the glory that's due to his name. No other no other reason, no other motive, no other compulsion, compulsion that we have, uh, the outward manifestation of the love of God through the body of Christ. And the only perfect motive there is, is to lift up that name of Jesus and give him the glory due to his name, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. And we have not done that. And that's the reason why we're going to see more judgments. That's the reason we're going to see famine, plus the sword, and noise, and beast. That's where we're going to see food chains break down. We're going to see 
there's going to be shortages of things. And it's not to have the men, mankind perish, but to draw nigh to their God. Draw nigh to me, God said, and I'll draw nigh to you. Then you'll rebuke Satan and he'll flee, he'll flee from you. But we've got to draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It is obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, whereby we will be saved and nothing else will be except we give him glory. Yeah, we pray the Lord God to let this permeate in our hearts and realize that God is God and there are judgments. And I know it's not a popular thing, but it's the truth. Somebody said, we can't handle the truth. Yes, we can. The Lord gives us a truth to honor him, lift up his name, to glorify his holy name. Well, if this has struck a chord with you, the Holy Ghost bearing witness with your spirit, we'd love to meet you, shake hands with you, become one, bone to bone, whichever joint supplies are identifying itself in love, through the supply of the spirit. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can visit us on our websites, send us messages or questions at sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. Thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings by which we're able to keep the podcast over the air coming to you. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.